Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my pleasure and my mission to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, giving you specific takeaways, and just making your life a little bit easier along the way. And before I get into things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So this past week really summed up, was twofold, um, but in regards to the same project. So um, I've been working on this, this feature film that I intend to shoot um, this year. And so um, I launched a kick... Um, a crowdfund on Indiegogo for it. And, you know, if you've been following along, it's something that I intend to do in July um, for a specific reason, which I'll announce in the coming weeks. Uh, but, um, you know, my friend Ken Knapsack invited me on a show called Positivity Report that he was guest hosting on. And he wanted me to come in and, you know, talk to his audience the same way I talk to you. And I was flattered. Now, this was you know, uh, this was about two weeks prior to me going on. And so I just really wanted to utilize that opportunity, you know, not thinking that I was going to get lots of money or whatever, but, you know, uh, it's like the idea that hungry mouths don't, or um, quiet mouths don't get fed, right? So that idea, meaning, you know, just take advantage of the opportunity that was there. And, it was a lot of fun. I will, I will say, like, I thought we had a great show. Um, I've linked to it in the description. You can listen to it. And, you know, the biggest thing for me was this uh, moment where um, I was validated. And what I mean by that is um, we were talking about just filmmaking in general. And I talked about this idea that, uh, that, you know, what, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, I mean, there's so many things, but like one of the most important from a business aspect was if you just go out and make a feature film and unless it's God awful, you can get it distributed. That I learned. And, you know, for a long time, this was like my, this was the thing that I kept screaming to all my friends, but it's like no one believed me. Right. And, Mark Riley, who is also on the show, he had gone through a similar experience and he confirmed that theory. And so it was just great to be validated in that way. Um, because truth be told, you know, one of, one of the interesting things I was having a conversation with one of my friends this week about was this constant need to like prove myself to my peers, you know, in a weird way. And I'm like, at a certain point, I, I want to stop doing that. Like, I will jump through hoops for the top agent at CAA, you know, the, the, you know, whatever actor, big, big actor, big producer, big production company, whatever, right? I mean, I will go through those hoops all day, every day, and rightfully so. I don't mind that. But when it comes to my own peer group who, um, you know, in a sense, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't want to put myself on a high horse, but I do try to uplift. And, you know, one of the reasons I continue to make movies that are definitely cost you know, just even on the micro budget that I'm able to make them on, uh, you know, are costly, right? And, you know, 
when instead, like, it would be such less of a headache if all I did was write fiction, meaning novels, right? It'd just be me and a couple of collaborators that I collaborate with. We would have uh, the time to really go through it. It wouldn't be as costly. Um, We could be as inventive as we want and so forth. But I enjoy making movies. I do. You know, that's definitely part of it. And, but the other half is that I really love working with my friends and I want to see them succeed. And so that is why I, you know, write them into the script specifically. I write for their voices and so forth and for their talents to really elevate and make them shine. And sometimes when, when, uh, you know, that gets questioned, it becomes hard. And I, I was talking with my friend and we were discussing this and it's like, you're, you're, you know, his take was, you're always going to have to do that. Um, when you stop having to do that, you'll be too big. And I said, yeah, I know. But the sad part is if I ever get to that point, you know, then it's going to be, you know, whoever the, the people around me um, saying, no, no, we need to get uh, a big actor, right? And I would be blessed if I got to a big major point and so forth. And ultimately, I think I'd still be a maverick in some sense and, you know, hold my ground on certain casting things and maybe just whatever. But I don't know, you know, it's a, it's a high class problem that obviously I'm not dealing with at the moment. But theoretically, that notion was sad to me because it's like, you know, if, if I ever get to that point, then it's like, I just, I want to work, like, work with my friends and help them come up. And, you know, then if I'm at that stage, like, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be able to do X, Y, and Z, but, but in a sense, if they, you know, um, that would be gifting them something because they have to work for that, you know? Um, and not just because of me, like, you know, just in general, right? I, I'm the person that says talent is a process, not a skill set. And so you've got to, the only way to hone your craft is to continue working. And if they're not, then it's like, you know, if, if you know, I continue elevating, then I don't know. Um, anyway, um, that's kind of very theoretical and not very fun to talk about, right? But, but it's something that has been on my mind. Um, on, the, on the plus side, you know, going back to the Ken show, it, it was a blast. We talked a, a lot of great things. I love this audience. Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've linked to the show. Definitely check it out. Some of the stuff, if you're an avid listener, avid watcher, you've heard me say before. But other stuff, um, you know, just because of the dynamic um, and, the, and the line of questioning definitely treads into new territory. So, um, yeah, that was fun. And overall, you know, as far as the crowd fun goes... So far, not a lot of backers, right? Um, however, what's been interesting is, so I don't have the quantity of backers, but I have the quality. So every person that's, you know, uh, like when I, when I initially made this, I was going to start the crowdfund at like a dollar and kind of build up from there and like cap it at like $25. And then I kind of looked at some other ones and so forth. I was like, all right, well, let me let me kind of mimic a couple of these and start with their tiers of like five dollars and kind of build from there. And some of them even have like a thousand dollars. I was like, I'm not going to go that crazy. I don't know, would give a thousand dollars to me and my project. But I went up all the way to two fifty, right? So, you know, two fifty is the highest one. A hundred is kind of the level below that, and it goes you know down all the way to five dollars. 
And I thought, okay, you know, most people that I know would give $5. And I'm really blown away by the response. Again, not in terms of the quantity, but in terms of the quality, because the people that are, you know, on average, they're giving like $50, which is incredible to me, especially after the year that we've had, you know. Um, so I'm truly blessed. And I think if, if anything kind of comes out of it, it's, um, it's the culmination of my genuine sincereness um, throughout my relationship with these people. You know, the, um, there's two people that I, I don't think I know that have contributed and they contributed um, tremendously. So I thank them. And the rest have been um, people that I know. Um, so speaking about the people that I do know, you know, I've, I've cultivated this relationship, not be, to get to this point, um, you know, that was never the end game, but you know, I mean, how, <laughs> I mean, if it was, it's, you know, some of these people like seven, 10 years worth of developing a relationship and, and kind of participating and, and, you know, doing favors and so forth. Um, so it is very humbling and, and, um, that, you know, that people are this willing to, to donate and contribute. And as for the two people that I don't know, um, you know, their donations were generous as well. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm humbled by it. I really am. It, um, it's such a incredible experience that so that someone's willing to see, um, my vision for a movie kind of enacted that they're willing to put money towards it. And, um, it's just, it's just really, really incredible. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but, um, but amazing, amazing feeling. Um, now, you know, I said it was going to be kind of a two part. So the, the, the crowdfund being the primary one. And, and as far as, you know, I knew most, most crowdfunds that you do, um, there's a Tim Ferriss article, which I'll link to down below about how to really raise money you know, in terms of crowdfund, but it really, it really comes down to your network and really working that network. So I was texting people, I was emailing people. Now I didn't get to everyone. Uh, you know, I have a whole list of people that I want to kind of just uh, touch base with and update them and so forth. And I've, I've been, you know, um, I'm not trying to pressure anyone into it. I'm trying to be direct, but without the pressure. And so I'm saying like, Hey, you know, here's, Here's a crowdfund for a movie that I'm doing. Here's kind of the basics of the movie. More information can be found at the, the thing. You know, um, would greatly appreciate your support, even if that support just means you share through your social media, you know. Um, and then uh, I'll insert a couple of things of, you know, personal stuff so they know it's not just like a mass text or a mass email. You know, I really do try to cater it to everyone you know, so like, let's say if I send out a hundred texts, I really try to cater each text to each person. Um, and yeah, I also ask them how, how life is going. And, you know, a lot of them will respond, will tell them, update me. And, you know, it's not just me like throwing a text out into the ether of like, Hey, donate to my stuff. Um, and then, then responding. No, I, I do engage with them. You know, um, for example, there's a friend who I knew was into musicals. So, as part of my um, text to her, I was like, hey, you know, did you see In the Heights? What'd you think? Um, she responded and then we kind of chatted about In the Heights and so forth, right? So, 
you know, it's it's work, but but the work is worth it, or at least it has been for me. And you know, most people who are successful with crowdfunds will tell you this is what it takes. So, you know, I'm happy to do that work. Now, I didn't get to do as much work of it as perhaps I'd like, simply because, you know, I'm working on the rewrite. We're going to be having rehearsals this coming Saturday. And so I want to have a good version of the script to really work with the actors on. And so my main mission for this past week was to get through um, a rewrite, you know, based on notes that I had received from from the people, especially John Comerford, um, who is a script doctor, screenwriter I work with very uh, intimately on. And he has fantastic notes. And so, you know, I'm like 10 pages away from finishing the rewrite. Um, a lot of stuff has been flushed out, really fine-tuned and so forth. So um, uh, my aim is to finish it tonight, um, you know, and, send, and basically send it over to John so that way he can kind of really touch it up as well, finesse it. Um, you know, I already sent him about 89 pages worth. Um, you know, cause I called them on Friday. I said, Hey, you know, probably this weekend is when I'll be able to finish everything. But, you know, is it a benefit to get you started on reading it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Just send me whatever pages you have. So, you know, initially on, on Friday, I sent him like 70 and then I sent him 89. And so now, um, you know, I'll send him the rest. And, you know, the idea would be that uh, by like Wednesday, Thursday at the latest, I would want to send it to the cast because I want them to read it um, and kind of know what they're getting into. And the way this rehearsal at least will kind of work is we won't, it'll be like a rehearsal table read hybrid where we won't go through every scene and we certainly won't read the action lines as you do in a rehearsal, but instead um, we're going to work on the scenes where people are interacting and, you know, we're going to kind of, I'm going to tell them the motivation, where they're at mentally and so forth. And, and you know, and we're going to try to go as chronologically as we can. And I'm going to tell them, you know, what the purpose of the scene is, where everyone's at mentally starting off, where they're at at the end of it. And then allow them to kind of, you know, read off the paper um, or computer or whatever and just kind of play with that, right? Um, not too worried about the physicality of it all, you know, the movement and so forth, really just more so um, how they're delivering it, right, emotionally. And so we'll see, you know, that's uh, that's the goal. Um, I look forward to that. Um, I think it'll be a really good time. Um, and I think the actors, um, you know, they're very talented people, so I look forward to, to that. Um, you know, the script itself, uh, the way it's headed, it's going to be a little bit long in the sense like, you know, um, probably like 120 pages, maybe slightly more. And if you're unfamiliar, a page of script generally equals a minute of screen time. So you have 120 pages, that's a two hour movie, right? 120 minutes equals two hours. So, you know, definitely going to be on a little bit on the lengthier side, but, um, Part of it is I want to see how it plays, um, you know, with with the actors, and that'll give me a sense of okay, what needs to get cut, maybe what needs to expand it, um, and of course John, you know, he'll have his say in it. So, um, you know, in that sense, I think overwriting is 
is working to my advantage at this stage of it all, you know. So we'll see. Um, but that's kind of the long and short of things overall. Uh, the other kind of thing um, that I'll, I'll add as a, as a quick tangent is um, I've been joining various Facebook groups and following various um, Instagram accounts um, that are related to filmmaking, podcasting, and you know what I will say, I've, I've said it before, but I just want to kind of reinforce it. Social media is ultimately what you make it, and some of this stuff that that's out there in terms of how to create stuff, you know, on a low budget, and, and people helping each other problem solve and so forth is really amazing. So there are people out there that are good that exist and so forth, and it doesn't just have to be the the shallow end of social media. You can really deep dive into some amazing, beneficial stuff out there, and. Uh, you know, it's, I think, I think it's good practice of mine that like every six months, I, I think I'm going to just kind of reassess, um, you know, the accounts that I follow, um, and so forth to kind of do a purge of some of the stuff that's no longer beneficial. Um, and, you know, really, really assess the ones that I am participating on, find some newer ones, um, and just continue to, to cultivate that. Right. So, um, I would encourage you to do the same if you'd like. It's almost like spring cleaning, but for social media, you know, do whatever. You can do it once a year. You can do it once every six months, like I think I'm going to. Um, Anyway, that's pretty much about it as far as what I've been up to in the grand scheme of things. Um, Thank you for taking time, time to listen. I truly appreciate you. As always, if there's any questions, ask away, whether in the comments section or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. I would love to converse with you um, in that sense. And if you're watching on the video side and wondering why I'm wearing a soccer jersey, well, we are in the midst of Euro 2020. Yes, they're calling it Euro 2020 because that's when it was supposed to happen. Got delayed a year, obviously, because of the pandemic. And this is a Slovakian jersey. And Slovakia, of all things, is actually number one in their group right now. They've got one final match. They're in a group with Spain. the, uh, S- Spain, Sweden, and and uh, Poland. They tied with Sweden. Um, they've got uh, they they beat Poland, and now they've got Spain. So Spain's going to be a tough test. But, but so, but right now they're sitting uh, at the number one spot. So it'll be interesting. I hope uh, I hope they can get through to the knockout rounds. Um, I, I don't think they're going to win the Euros, but um, but if they can get to the knockout round, I'll consider that a success. Um, Anyway, uh, thank you, and I hope to see you next time.